Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. In fact, it is episode 50. We have hit 50 episodes in the last four months, and, and I'm only uh, trucking downhill here. We, uh, we're doing five episodes uh, a week now, Monday through Friday, uh, at least for the next two months. Uh, I have booked all the way through August and, and uh, some, some August days as well. Um, so hopefully I can keep you guys entertained Monday through Friday with an hour or so, um, and you guys will not start looking elsewhere for some other uh, almost handsome bearded man to tell you about politics with friends. Uh, but anyways, let's talk about some sponsors. Of course, we have Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. Use BTC at checkout for a 10 percent discount and of course top lobster.com the homie the friend the partner on the show the man is diligently working his ass off to give you guys a better aesthetic for the show all the time he's uh working right now on creating new badges for all the members of the show uh new emojis that members can use in the live chat he is awesome so go check out top lobster.com use btc at checkout for a 10 percent discount when you buy this awesome dr ron paul for congress uh, shirt that I'm wearing today that he hand drawed, drew, drone, something like that. Anyways, uh, and executive producer of the show, Anthem Planning for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check these people out. They're amazing. They're doing something that the government sucks at for a much cheaper cost and much more efficiently. See what they can do for your business or your personal life today. Uh, at some point, I'm going to try to get them to give me an awesome audio ad for my audio uh, portion of this podcast because they deserve it. They're amazing. Uh, guys, we've got an awesome show for you today. I'm very, very excited for this one. Uh, I've been hanging out with this guy online for a long time. Uh, in fact, I, I want to say it was over a year ago, he told me about this uh, small web series that he had put together called Max Justice. He is the creator of uh, Max Justice superhero uh, uh, web series on YouTube where uh, he does explode heads. It's pretty cool. Uh, but his name is Patrick Kirby, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. Of course. Um, really excited to be here. You're doing great things. Oh, I appreciate you, man. I'm, I'm excited to have you here. I think uh, we need to get a, a hundreds and hundreds and thousands of more eyes on your show. It's a great show. Um, I think it has the potential to be something much bigger. But we got to get people to see it. So hopefully after you are done watching our show, you guys will go check out Max Justice on YouTube. Start at the uh, at the pilot episode. Uh, you will see some terrorists that getting their head is blown up. Uh, and the uh, and then, ISIS episode. Yeah. 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 The ISIS episode. Exactly. And then you will uh, you will transcend from there. It's, it's a good time. But Mr. Kirby, sir, why don't you tell us about your personal journey uh, to come to the Liberty Sphere? Okay, I I have some street cred in this uh, in this area. My uh, first introduction to libertarianism, I think, I was completely apolitical. I went to a county fair, and the Libertarian Party of Nevada at that time. This was back in the oh, late they, 80s. before they sucked, <laughs> or yeah, before they sucked, before they sucked, and they don't suck again now. By the way, yes. the Mises Congress took over, and the Nevada's uh, party is doing great. Um, the um, but uh, someone had a Nolan chart, and I had was totally apolitical. So I looked at the Nolan chart and figure some found out I was on the libertarian side. And I go, hmm, wow, that's interesting. Then uh, a little while later, my son, who was two at the time, had a seizure, and we took him to the hospital because we were scared and didn't know what to do. And uh, 
And the doctor wanted to give him a spinal tap. And fortunately, my wife at the time knew a lot about meningitis and things like that. And she says, no, you're not gonna, it's not meningitis. You're not giving him a spinal tap. And uh, so we ended up just giving him a tepid bath and taking him home. Well, the next day, CPS comes over to take my kid away. So this doctor got the God complex and thought we were, uh, you know, that, that because we couldn't, uh, we didn't obey his every command that he reported us to CPS. So I talked them down and showed him Max, he was feeling a lot better. So everything's good. And then, so after that, I kind of said, all right, this is, uh, enough is enough of this. I got to do something about this. So I got involved in a libertarian party. I made the commercials uh, I'm in the television production business. Uh, I made the commercials for Andre Maru in 1992, uh, and we were ahead in the presidential race uh, for four hours because we made, a, we made a commercial for Dixville Notch and played a commercial in Dixville Notch, you know, the place that yeah. votes at midnight. Yeah. And Andre Maru won in Dixville Notch. So the Libertarian Party, because of my commercials, was ahead for about four hours. Um, and then after that, we, uh, uh, we uh, were somewhat involved in the Michael Badnerick campaign True. too. And we're just, uh, really strong in the libertarian, you know, in libertarian beliefs. And, um, then in, uh, in 2007, I see on the, um, Aaron Russo's website that Ron Paul is running for president as a Republican. And I said, oh, I'm all in. And so I was, you know, 24 hours a day just working, promoting Ron Paul in 2008. And um, I was responsible for our state convention getting shut down in 2008 because I uh, – uh, at the at the time, we, it was the first year our state had done a caucus, and always before the executive board of the of the G, of the Nevada Party chose the delegates to go to the national convention, and I put a, forth a motion in the uh, uh, in the in the convention that the delegates who were elected at the caucuses should elect the people to go to the national convention, and that got approval. And then during lunchtime, I went around and put the names of 12 libertarians on, on all the seats and everybody <laughs> started voting for them. And as soon as the leadership saw what was happening, they shut the convention down. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if this sounds familiar to what's going on recently in the, in the in, LP. In the LP. Sure. Well, this is, something that, this is something that went on with the Ron Paul campaign all over the country. Oh, I mean, it wasn't just in Nevada. Yeah. Yeah, and that, but that was 2008, and then Nevada, kind of, uh, we kind of stuck with the Republican Party, and then in 2012, the delegation to the 2012 GOP convention in Tampa was 85% Ron Paul people, right? Uh, and and I was one of them, and uh, so um, anyway, I I, I was uh, actually bound to vote for Romney. And then when I we got there and I saw how bad he cheated, that goes, no freaking way I'm going to vote for this guy. So I broke my binding. I voted for Ron Paul um, and uh, and uh, got in a lot of trouble with the GOP a afterwards. And so I said, OK, I'm done with politics. What we need is culture precedes politics. So I'm going to try something. That, at the time, there was a, a web series called Red versus Blue. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It was some guys uh, 
uh, Rooster Teeth Productions. They made a, a uh, web series using the um, using the Halo as a as an animation engine. It was hilarious. Check it out someday. Anyway, it it got really popular with the gamers, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, if I can create a superhero that can get really popular with gamers, there's 12 million people talking to each other all the time that play World of Warcraft. And, you know, if they can start talking about libertarian themes and stuff like that. So that was my idea with the culture precedes politics thing. So I uh, conceived and wrote this uh, thing. And my son, Max, plays the lead character. So I got to, you know, produce these things and go play around with my son and do cool stuff. And uh, so we created this web series about a libertarian superhero. Right. And uh, so that's your son. uh, that's my son. I didn't That's even know son. that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So what a great time that is. Yeah, you know? I, I couldn't imagine. I got seven kids. Uh, man, now I'm going to start thinking about all kinds of productions I can do with my seven exactly. children. Dude, when they get to age, it, it's it's just so much fun watching them. Uh, he started doing – when he started uh, working with me when he was 15. Uh, what are the What is that minimum – uh, thing <laughs> minimum age requirements to, to work. We were talking about. Well, he started working with me when he was 15, and he's 30 now, and he won an Emmy last year for camera work. So he's Seriously. he's totally homeschooled. Uh, you know, um, working with his dad's business and uh, doing great. He's like admired by all, all of his colleagues, all the people that are my age. You know, just just love him, and uh, yeah, he's a great kid. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, so you homeschooled your kid all, you know, all through yes. everything. Yes. Huh? Yes. Oh. When did you decide yeah, to do that? How did you How did you come to that decision? Oh, oh, come on! After the uh, <laughs> after the incident incident with the doctor, I didn't want want the government getting their mitts in my kids in any way, shape, or form. Smart, smart so, man. So, uh, we homeschooled them, and uh, you know, uh, and and that's. Uh, we can talk about this later when we finish with the Max Justice stuff, but but that's the – we have to find the formula of when to teach your kids about liberty that gives them the firewall against toxic ideologies. We as Americans, we have to do that because I don't know when it was that I taught him this stuff, but he hears anything about communists and socialism and, and, you know, and it just bounces right off him. You, they can – you know, throw all the stuff at him because he knows the principles of liberty. And uh, so that's important to do. So anyway, the, we did the Max Ju- Justice thing. We did uh, – I, I do episodes what I call the encounter episodes, which are just kind of a short theme of everybody loves the idea of people who really need their asses kicked and get a good talking to beforehand – when watching somebody do that, you know, sure. and, and uh, so like the ISIS episode, they're about to behead somebody. So how cool it would be to just show up and be able to decimate these guys while saying, but Max says, what the fuck is wrong with yeah. you people? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, he's definitely, well, there's that. And then he breaks the fourth wall and talks around to everything. And, and uh, yeah. it is it is very preachy. And you, you talked a little bit about that before the show, that it's it's very preachy. Yeah. But he's a libertarian. Right. Of course it's fucking preachy. <laughs> exactly. That's what, that's what uh, people say. You know, it's a little preachy. I go, well, you know, 
it says in the character description that he's a libertarian. We're all preachy. Yeah. I saw uh, Brian Nichols posted a, a meme of a Trojan horse that says, uh, normal converse, you know, in normal any day conversation, my friends and inside the tro Trojan horse's philosophy. <laughs> and that's that's exactly me. You you know, you can try not to talk politics and, and philosophy, but somebody will just say something and boom, I'll go off because, you know, that's the libertarian superpower is the philosophy is all on our side. The truth, you know, the the basic philosophy of human nature of of how to live peacefully and pros prosperously all of that philosophy is on our side. And that, so that's a superpower. So when we start arguing about stuff, I sent you a super chat the other day because uh, people were talking about the racism thing. It's like the, the foil for all this back and forth, white power, black power, whatever, is collectivism versus individualism. True. And, yeah. you know, um, uh, and I, I think that's what it's all about. We have to fall back on the philosophy because that's where the truth, the evidence, everything. You know, we created this. Uh, we got lots of flaws in America, but everybody still wants to come here because of our the the what is said in the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. And uh, and that stuff is undeniable. And that's the libertarian superpower. So we just have to fall back on that philosophy all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more about Max Justice. So, so sure. it, tell us about Max. Who is Max? What is Max doing? What's going on? Well, Max is pretty much me, uh, you know, uh, as if I had superpowers. It's like I am so confident and clear that the that liberty is the formula for the peaceful and prosperous advancement of humanity. And that, that it's all spelled out for us. The founders spelled it out for us. They had lots of flaws too, but but they they spelled it out for us. It's all right there. And here we are on the verge of destroying ourselves simply because we didn't read the book. You know, it's simply because we haven't embraced that philosophy. A friend of mine did a video uh, named Paul Manecki, and he did a video about uh, the principles of liberty. If you, if you take the advancement of humanity is as school grades, the principle of liberty were eighth grade ideas presented to third graders in 1776. True. Now we're in fourth grade. And we look back at all the stupid shit that the third graders did and go, oh, look at the third, you know, and it, but that's just holding us back. But can we just say, all right, they were third graders. We're in fourth grade. Here's the eighth grade ideas. So let's live up to these ideas better than anyone has before us. And that's our way out of this. That's our way out of all this stuff. And uh, I segued again out, out of Max. Justice. That's OK. Sorry. That's all right. That's OK. <laughs> so anyway, basically, that's Max is is that's his philosophy. And now he has the power. He can sense when things are about to go bad so he can show up before it's too late and he can uh, save people's lives and he can talk to these bad guys and, and kind of explain the explain what they're doing wrong, um, you know preach at them yeah. and you know which is basically preaching at the audience and then uh, blow up their heads when it's required which is so, like probably the coolest part i mean the head blowing really up thing is, is awesome it really is, yeah. yeah and we came up with that uh idea because you know i the 
I don't know if you've seen the episode two of the origin story when he's sitting around. He invites all of his geek friends over, over. and they just have like a superhero. If you could pick your superpowers, what would they be? You know, and uh, uh, that's every nerd has a has a favorite and comes up with that. And uh, it was kind of the conglomeration. And the one girl says that uh, force field like Susan Storm in the Fantastic Four would be the coolest power ever. And everyone goes, that's a, that's a lame power. She goes, no, you just never, you're just not diabolical enough because if your goal is to, uh, deal with assholes and not get caught about it, you can just form a force field inside their heart as you walk by and expand it a little bit. They have a heart attack, they die and you, and no one knows that you did it. You know, and then uh, in the third episode of the ori origin story, he's having trouble. Con he's just starting learning to control his force field, and he just puts one in somebody's head, and it blows up. Right, and so that kind of becomes his signature thing. When when people need to go, he just puts a force field inside their heads and turns it into a basketball and blows up their heads. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. He can control. He can control the size, so he moves his hands a little, and bam, there goes the head. And and yeah. and it, it is you know. If we go all the way back to the to the to the pilot episode, the ISIS episode, mm -hmm. it was really satisfying. <laughs> it is. It is. It's just people who you know, they're just these villains that need to be taken care of, and watching it happen is glorious. Sure, sure. So sure. yeah, and you know, I didn't blow up any heads in the in the uh, police brutality episode. Uh, he like blew up their knees and which, you know, I had a line written into it because I just feel bad that these, these guys, even though they're off the street forever, are probably going to get a pension and, you know, and the taxpayers are going to have to pay for them because, you know, that a couple of them deserve their heads blown up, but he didn't blow up their heads. Uh, but he did put them in their place. Sure, sure. So I just want to yeah. I just want to give a nod. We're not going to talk about this now because we're going to talk about this in the in the after hours show afterwards. But I do want to give a little nod to the Hawaiian shirt that you're wearing today. It's perfectly timed. Tom Woods, <laughs> I know you're watching. Check out the Hawaiian shirt. That's what it's all about, man. That is life right there. How you could say the Hawaiian shirts are bad is beyond me. I, I almost made me want to throw away every shirt I own and go buy nothing but Hawaiian shirts when, when Tom said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like a vaccine. If you like it, get it. Yeah. If you don't. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's you have the liberty to wear your Hawaiian shirt. We're going to talk about this more in the after hour show tonight. So become a member no. of the channel so you can watch us dump on Tom Woods and his hate for Hawaiian shirts and shorts. Yes. Um, yeah, is Isabella Riley, I think she may have started it. Who's too, also so. been on my show and if you're watching yes, Isabella, I, you're Isabella, you are wrong. You are very wrong. That's um, right. But let's talk a little bit about the, the Nevada Libertarian Party. I was not sure. under the impression that you were in Nevada. I don't know why. I didn't know that. But have you mm -hmm. got back to working with the Libertarian Party again? I did. I did. So, yeah, I was a Republican for the long, for a long time. I ran for national committee man. Um, there was another very Libertarian guy named James Smack who, who was our national committee man for quite a while. And you know what? It's like – you get into politics to try to raise it out of the mud and invariably you find yourself standing in it to do it. It's a, just a dirty, disgusting thing, politics. So I've, I haven't been involved uh, with the Republican party for some time and I didn't get involved with the, with the libertarian party because they were crap. Sure. You know, they especially were, Nevada. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, they 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 come out against Ron Paul, and I go, who are these guys? You know, and so I just assume they're agent provocateurs. You know, and I have no evidence of that, but it doesn't matter because if they were agent provocateurs, they couldn't have done a better job to alienate real libertarians sure. from from the Nevada Libertarian Well, and especially Party. in a state where Ron Paul did maybe the best yeah. he did in the entire country. Yeah, yeah. In I live in Nye County, and Ron Paul won in the election in 2008 in Nye County. And, uh, and we had a hand count and I was supervising the count. So I know it was a fair count because that's the way it's supposed to be done. Um, so yeah. So the, the, the Nevada libertarian party was, was like, I I would read stuff that they write. I go, who are these clowns? You know, this has nothing to do with libertarian. This is collectivist. It's like we talked about it. The core principle of libertarians is individualism. And, you know, they're they're doing all this collectivist garbage. And so and I wanted, wanted nothing to do with them. And then I got uh, contacted by Jeff Hurley, who was involved in Iran campaign also when he was very young. And he's vice president of Nevada now. Vice chair. And, uh, vice chair. Yeah, sorry. He's yeah. a good guy. I know, Jeff. He's a good yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really good guy. And so is Charles. The, yep. the Charles uh, is chairman. amazing, too. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm helping do some of the content on, on the uh, Twitter account. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited. And I'm really excited for the whole uh, Mises Caucus thing. It, it, it really reminds me of the Ron Paul 2008, 2012. I can't wait for Reno. And I can't wait to, uh, uh, you know, to see what the Libertarian Party can do in the next uh, elections. Sure. I, I'm I, I still think everybody's putting the cart before the horse and that uh, election reform ha- needs to be done before anybody can hope to get any honest uh, um, result out of elections. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, so funny story, uh, back in 2018, I don't know if I was running for chair still or if it was after I became an at-large. I was in the very first... Uh, Libertarian Party of Nevada meetup in on Zoom, uh, the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus on Zoom, and I was the one. Okay. It was like Charles, Adam Santacor, and like five other people, and I was like, I was like, all right, buddy, here we go. This is what we're gonna do. It uh-huh. starts out as a seed, and it grows into you guys taking over this state party, and I. Yes. This is the exact path we can take, and uh, it was you so, must be so proud. Oh you my god, be- it was like. When, when they swept the board there, I was like, oh, oh this yeah. is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And and uh, so you guys have Deborah, what's her face there, right? This hardcore tweaker chick who uh, sucks. And anyways, she popped on and, and she was talking all this shit to me. She's like, you never won chair. You never won, uh, you know, won your chair races and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I didn't have to. Like that, yeah. like I, I wanted to win the race, right? Like I wanted to win right. my election to chairman of the national committee. But it was never needed for me to push the Overton win in the party. And I said, and this is proof. You got your entire board swept and you will never sit on that board in Nevada again. And now good people are running. And she goes, you're taking a lot of credit where it's not due. And Charles Melchin pops on and goes, well, actually, he's not taking any credit. He's not due. He was the one who helped us out with this in the beginning. And I was all... Ha-ha! You know, it was like, yeah. you know, and it's true. And, oh. and, and it was, there was a lot of state uh, members that I helped get involved uh, mm-hmm. over the last four years. I mean, h- hundreds that are now sitting in positions of power in these in these state parties. And it's just like, yeah, I, no, I the seeds you planted, man, it, it can't be overstated. That's that's 
You know, and that's uh, you should be really proud of that because I work my ass off in the Republican Party trying to get people to, you know, if you go around the country and you read uh, county party platforms, they're wonderful. Sure. But nobody follows them. You know, Republican Party platforms in, in a, you know, in a county party and sometimes leading all the way up to the state have great platforms. And it's all about, re- you know, reducing the size of government, reducing taxes, individual liberty and stuff like that. And that, you know, and then once they're elected, they just throw all that shit out the window. Sure. So, uh, you know, and so this is what I saw. I mean, when they nominated Bill Weld, I, I just said, OK, this party's being run by by people who think it's a party and they want to be like the other parties. And the thing that differentiates the Libertarian Party is that we need to be principles you can vote for instead of a political party to try to say, oh, we need somebody who's popular here or something like that. No, we need some people who can articulate the message. And I, I'm so, you know, so I really wanted Austin Peterson uh, in uh, in 2016 because I think, yeah, that, that he could articulate the message better than any of those guys, you know. Um, it's just and, unfortunate uh, that he's such a big fan of the atomic bombs in Japan, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, sometimes I think Austin just stirs the pot. Oh, he does. He's he's always been the troll. I mean, even in 2016, everyone's like, "I hate Austin Peterson because he's such a troll." It's like, yeah, that's that's his whole thing. That's what he's doing. He's literally trying to troll you. But I. Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down. Down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. I do, I do officially believe that he thought those bombs were a good thing and that we couldn't have ended the war without it. But guess what? He's coming on my show uh, this month, so we'll have, we'll have a nice talk about it. Yeah, you can have a nice talk talk about it because the you know and the the real truth about it is we'll never know. You right. know, we'll never, we'll never, we'll never know one way or the other. And that's, you know, and that's one of my pet peeves is to, um, I think it was a Stephen Covey book said, spend 10% of your time on the past, just enough to learn from it, to not make the same mistakes and 90% of your time on moving forward on, on, on what's the best thing moving forward. And so you know, that's the, that kind of harkens back to that thing of, of the third graders. We can look back and say, oh, the founders own slaves. And, and uh, you know, this is uh, so we need to discount. I go, wait a second. You're going to discount all men are created equal because Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. It's like the truth is the truth, no matter who says it. And there, you know, you have to you don't know what the situation was like in the past. So you need to take the good stuff and move it forward. It's like this critical race theory is like I, I told this to Maj Ture the other day, and he actually retweeted this, which was is uh, good, which is rare because I think that I'm de-boosted. So I think most of the time when I tweet something to like an opinion leader and stuff, they never see it. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I'm guessing that. But anyway, I said dwell 
critical race theory is like talking about the problems on you had on a car that have already been fixed. And then they, then you got problems that still need to be fixed. So why are you talking about the problems that we've already fixed? Sure. You know, if uh, you look at the United States, it, it's not a place of oppression. It's, uh, it's got a, it's got a lot of problems, but, uh, yeah, well, it's, yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about oppression for a minute. I mean, you know, it sure seems like a lot of people that wanted to go to fucking work over the last year were oppressed, Uh, you know, so there are some oppressed people in this country. Let's talk about that. I mean, mean not racial, racial, you know, is, um, this, this is my first time I've ever done, uh, in a a podcast live. I've done, I've done Zuby and I, have done, um, the Liberty Lockdown. Oh, Zuby had you on? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was Zuby way back. and uh, But this is the first time live and the first time uh, people have ever been able to see my face. And so, you know, it's it's something that um, I have this big red birthmark on my face. And that kind of taught me growing up a thing or two about judging people on in, in uh, the uh, immutable characteristics. And so it kind of gave me a, a kind of a good insight on how freaking stupid racism is because, you know, it's the content of character. The Martin Luther King said, learn to live together as brothers or perish together as fools. That should be the end of the argument, man. Sure. You know, it, it really should be because what um, – there's another tangent, but Brian Nichols said something, said – own the narrative by asking great questions. And that's, that harkens back to our philosophy is our superpower. And if you ask the right questions, it's like all these people who, uh, the social justice warriors and, and things like that going like, okay, what does the world look like if you get everything you want? And I don't know if they ever consider that. It's like, what's the end goal of critical race theory? Or what's the end, end goal of the social justice warriors? You know, what happens when they get everything they want? And if there's gulags in that place, <laughs> then it sucks and they need to rethink it because... Oh, there's gulags. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Guaranteed. There's definitely, there's guaranteed gulags. Because if... if uh, if your end goal doesn't have everybody living together in peace and prosperity, then A, it sucks, and B, it's not libertarian because a libertarian is the only one that ends up that way. True. You know? And uh, so I'm baffled that it's so hard to sell because. Yeah, let's it's, think uh, about some of those end goals. A, definitely, definitely gulags, definitely breadlines, undoubtedly oh, yeah. uh, mass redis- redistribution of wealth to the point of there are no more uh, wealthy people. Uh, yeah. Just horrible shit, man. Who wants to live like that? Yeah. <clears throat> I want a fucking boat, man. I want a I also want a boat. <laughs> it's like my biggest... Th- there's two things right now that I want more than just about anything. I want a boat, right? And I want uh, a bus. Is there, w- is there water in Iowa? Yeah, there's lakes and shit here, you know. <laughs> Good. But, but I want, All but right. I, I want a boat and I want a bus. Like I want like a like a like a four thirty what is it thirty passenger bus or something. Because you've got to take your brood around. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, we we yeah. were looking at we were actually looking at buses, dude. Like like actually looking at some of the bigger buses, like the you know fifty sixty <laughs> people buses. Because you can 
pull out a bunch of seats and put in bunk beds and do all kinds of cool stuff sure. for like traveling with it. You could put a, a rooftop yeah. AC yeah. in there. And I was yeah. like, I was watching all this, all this shit. And I was like, man, I could totally build all that stuff. Cause I've been in the trade work, you know, for 20 years. Of course. Years. Of course. And I'm like, yeah, I started as a carpenter. So yeah. Um, well, and then we found a, yeah. Hey, so did Jesus, man. And, uh, and so, uh, <laughs> we nailed you know, it. Yeah. And we found, we found, we found some of these buses for like 2,500 bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, yeah. that's way better than having to go buy, you know, a sixty, seventy thousand dollar camper or Winnebago or something, you know? Like shit, that's great. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's uh I there was a meme once says I I I need to be successful because I like expensive shit. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's true. It's not even it's not even that I, I need know. expensive shit, it's that I have yeah. a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's uh that's another part of it. Yeah. We, I we was... want I do want nice stuff for my kids, but I it, you yeah. know um i I don't yeah i was single long enough and and uh my business was pretty successful long enough for me to purchase just about every firearm i ever wanted nice i still need a still need an aa12 when they become when they come out with a civilian version i would love to have an aa12 like like so much listen the only time i ever played with an aa12 is in is in call of duty okay and and i'm Mm -hmm. I'm watching Mm -hmm. this thing go man it'd be great to have one of these in real life Holy shit! You can get one of these in real life, and so now I'm like, I've wanted one. I don't know, probably been ten years. I'm like, yeah. man, I gotta get one of these someday. This would be so I amazing. Myself, I put myself on the list for the company that was supposedly gonna d- handle the civilian version, which is semi-auto instead of full auto, uh, and apparently that they got into a, a legal dispute with somebody else. So I don't know how it ended up, and I still don't know know if they're available. Um, sure, I definitely um, do well, not have. AA12 right now. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> AA12 is it's bad. Trust me, you want one. Uh, I I definitely do not have every firearm that I want. I have firearms, you know, but yeah. not every firearm that I want. Um, uh, and I, I had this conversation with my one one my my heart son, our adopted son, who's nine the other day. Mm. He's like, he's like, well, mm-hmm. I want this and I want that. And I want this, and and we were kind of having a heart to heart. And I was like, yeah, I get that, buddy. And I want you to have all that stuff too. Uh, but do you know how much money I keep for myself? he's like he's like what i was like i was like cigarettes and coffee dude that's it that is all i get for myself these days (laughs) cut out the cigarettes and you'll be able to buy a gun in a month i know i know that's it you know it's it's true it is it is a big part of my budget but that's literally all i that's all i buy for myself anymore cigarettes and coffee i mean literally everything else is for for my family and my my kids and responsible um, thought it was like yeah i i did that on the in the years when I was a dad and then, you know, my kids left home and, uh, and I got divorced. And so all of a sudden I said, Hmm, I wonder, I, <laughs> that looks cool tomorrow. I owned it. <laughs> so yeah. And why not? Well, and you live in Nevada where you can basically just have about any gun anyways, right? Uh, for, yes. For the time being, our, our state went blue in 2016 and so it's all we're following California down the socialist shit hole, oh, basically right now. So. You, you can always move to the it middle is. of the country, buddy. I'm uh, I'm looking at it. If South Dakota wasn't so cold, and I could make a living there, so yeah, if I could if I could uh, create content for the Libertarian Party and have a and and do max justice with a with a you know a crowd crowdfunding, I could live anywhere. Sure, sure, yeah. It is it is that is one uh, downside to living in the middle of the country. It is very cold here. Uh, yes. Like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. I, you know, I moved here from California last year. Mm-hmm. So I just. Bay Area, right? Yeah, I'm right right outside Bay of Oakland. So, 
so so cold seemed like the when the wind would blow in off the they they're going whoa this is cold and 55 it's like five degrees was cold to me degrees. yes <laughs> now it's and negative it's, 30 i know I went to Toronto for a video shoot or went somewhere in Canada. I'm walking down the street and it was negative 12. I'm walking down and I could feel the water in my eyeballs freezing. And I'm going, who lives like this? Me. But now it's 115 here today, so or 110 or so. It's it's hot. Yeah, and, uh, Nevada is definitely one of those places. Even Vegas. I mean, it's one of those places where you like it, when it's hot there, you walk outside and it takes your breath away. You're like, holy yeah, shit, it's, it's a, hot here. Walking into a kiln. Yeah. But it gets hot here too. And it's like, so this is something people do not know about Iowa. It is as humid as Florida, if not worse. Yeah. It is bad. And it gets when it gets 100 degrees with that kind of humidity, it is yeah. torturous. No, it's debilitating. It's yeah. absolutely debilitating. Yeah. In a, you know, here, like me and my uh, girlfriend went out and shot bow and arrow this morning. So that you got a few hours from sunrise to like 730 or that you can go outside and do some it's stuff. The, the desert, this, the, that desert weather. It's nice and cool in the yep. morning. Yeah. <laughs> Not nice and cool. 89, I think it was this morning. Yeah. A lot so, better than 120. A lot better than, yes, exactly. So, so, uh, so what's your, what's your goal with Max Justice, man? I know, I know you were looking for uh, some funding and stuff like that so you can continue it, make it a full-time gig. And so what, what were you trying to do there? Save the world. Of course. <laughs> As we should. Uh, you know, there was, um, <clears throat> I remember, I, uh, there was this leftist girl who was an actress. So, uh, and she watched the, um, the second amendment episode and she said, you know, I never thought of it that way. And that's the power of storytelling where you can talk to a leftist all day long about how silly gun control is. And, and, and that their basic premise is that they don't trust human beings. They think, Oh, if you if this person has a gun, then they're a bad person. Instead of saying, "Okay, here's a guy," you know, when I see somebody open carrying, I'm going, "Cool," that you know, if somebody comes in, that guy's on my side. You know, uh, when leftists don't see that, they they see it and go, "Oh, this guy's gonna about to run amok." You know, it's like, look, if I'm in a room with a gun, you've never been safer. You know, because well, except for a couple of my friends who shoot a little bit better than me. <laughs> much but uh but yeah you've never been safer and she watched that episode of max justice about the second amendment and the part that got her was just when max said just imagine what things would have been like if someone like me wasn't here and that kind of you know hits him going and then that that church shooting in texas where that guy uh from the the crowd yeah the gun amazing shot by the way yeah 30 yards out 20 yards Under, out or so 30 yards out headshot dude that guy can shoot handgun. that was handgun. that was amazing <laughs> well, they, oh yeah yeah no that was an amazing shot and you know to step up in a in a moment of excitement like that and and perform that way that's truly amazing um <clears throat> so anyway but but the uh but i think storytelling and eric july talks about all the time you know storytelling tells can change people's mind better than an argument can. You know, it's that, um, it's that Mark Twain saying it's easier to fool a man than convince him that they've been fooled. So it's very hard to change a leftist mind about gun control because they have these built in, um, fallacies 
rooted in their heads. And then when you tell a story and they can imagine themselves in a, in a certain situation, you know, they can imagine themselves as one of the people in the church when this guy comes in and starts shooting, you know, and what would be going through your mind in that? Well, where's someone to protect us? And then all of a sudden you think, well, wait a minute, maybe the guy that can protect me is the dude sitting next to me who brought his gun along, you know, but he's, you know, it's these people, you're a thousand times more likely To be saved by someone, the guy, the guy concealed carrying next to you is a thousand more times to risk his life for total strangers than he is to to purposely hurt somebody, and that's the attitude people should have. And leftists just can't get there. True. Yeah, Yeah. it's because they wouldn't do the same. Yeah, that's what it is. Exactly, and it's and it's. And that's the other thing is about those, the Brian Nichols thing is excellent questions. It's like when you ask them, because I've had these debates before with leftists going like, okay, well, if you owned a gun, would you be irresponsible? Would you become a mass murderer or would you like say, okay, I need to learn how to use this thing. And I, and if the need arises, I need to be able to protect the people around, Sure, you know, and then then maybe they can make the connection but uh or they yeah, won't because they wouldn't and that's and that's you know yeah, I, I talk about this a lot right i talk yeah. about this a lot the uh You're the, not the same it's we the are mission through projection right yeah that's what it is it's an admission through projection it's it's all these people are going to do that stuff because i'm going to do that stuff or all these people are going right. to do are not going to do that stuff because yeah. i'm not going to do that stuff no you're yes. not going to do that stuff that doesn't mean i'm not yeah. going to do this stuff or pat's not going to do that stuff yes that's how it yes. works and it is it is an admission through it is an admission of guilt through projection so you know and that brings me to something something else that i've been thinking about because that's the truth you when an emergency happens you're going to have five people out of a hundred running towards the danger instead of away from it. And what I think happened in society back when the uh, the founding of the nation is that most people recognize, okay, those are the guys I want running things. Those are the guys we're going to give the the power to choose how this thing happens. And right now we're so far away from that of, of even understanding who's, it's (laughs) it's <laughs> it's like it's like uh people idolizing George Floyd instead of Thomas Sowell. Uh, you know, people <laughs> it's it's craziness. It's absolute madness. We have to learn to uh to let the smart people run things. And that's something that a realization that was a hard pill to swallow this year was um that you know, I used to think most people are libertarian, they just don't know it. Well, after the lockdowns and nobody's standing up for the lockdowns, I'm kind of going, you know what? Proved us wrong. <laughs> Proved us wrong. Yeah. That is false. Yeah. Most people are not. So the task of libertarians now is not to, conv- to convert people to libertarians. It's to convince them that libertarian ideologies are in their best interest in the long term. Sure. Because yeah. without liberty, you get wars, you get um, – bigotry you get all that stuff lockdowns individual in your house lockdown jobs taken individual from you. Liberty cures all of that yeah. exactly yeah absolutely exactly. It, it definitely was a big it, it definitely was a big wake-up call for the liberty movement over the last yeah. year and if it wasn't then you weren't paying attention because yeah. a large portion of the population yes. in this country 
um, were totally okay with being locked in their homes, totally okay with being told if they were, uh, yep. you know, able to go to work or not, totally okay with being told if they have to take uh, medical treatment or not. I mean, this right. this is bad shit, and this is shit. That we're going in the opposite direction. I mean, and 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 society is sprinting away from us libertarians and if we don't rein it back in if we don't start showing them how our policies can enrich their lives whether it's through the political process through bitcoin through agorism whatever i don't care but if we don't Mm -hmm. start showing them how it enriches their lives we've lost them forever at least for the rest of our lifetimes until this cycle starts over again so we have to black pill me again (laughs) so it's, it's like we have to we have to really stand yes. up and, and be fight this shit. And that yeah. was why when Dave started saying, like, why isn't anybody fighting this shit to the Libertarian Party? I, yes. w- I was like, yes, why the fuck aren't we fighting this shit? Why aren't yeah, we fighting this? Opportunity. Yeah, what a golden opportunity because it's, you know, you need to capture that people right, right from the very beginning. I said, you know, when the first mandate happened, I go, the role of government in a crisis is to provide accurate information and advisories. Never mandates, never mandates. And we should not be standing for this. And it's like this voice in the wilderness that no one's like, no, no, Pat, we got to be safe. We don't understand what this thing is. And, you know, and uh, so, yeah, I was preaching that from the very, very beginning, you know, and and there is a another Max Justice quote. I I make these memes when I think of a good, good quote. And a Max Justice quote is tyranny is a virus that. Uh, only spreads if the early outbreaks are not properly dealt with. And we didn't deal with the early outbreaks. I mean, the very first lockdowns, remember the, remember the uh, March in in Michigan Mm -hmm. early Mm -hmm. on the armed March on the mission, Michigan capital. And then later the FBI. Yeah. But even uh, that was like four months into the lockdowns though. Three, three, three months into the lockdowns. It was, well, yeah, I guess it was April, right? Uh, was it April? Maybe well, so. Maybe it was like a month after the lockdown. Yeah, I think, it was a, I think it was a month after, and it was a combination of things. You know, uh, I think um, a lot of gun rights things happen were happening in Virginia and stuff like that. So it, it was kind of a combination of things. But the timing was right, but the results were wrong. The the really the whole nation needed to do the same thing and say we're not going to tolerate lockdowns, whatever that means. True. You know. Um, and, and that choice of whatever that means is up to you politicians, because if you're going to push this stuff, then we're going to have to get to the point where we're going to push back. Oh, geez. Now I'm going to get a Facebook notice. Danger. Oh yeah. Uh, dangerous. No, no, we were talking theology. about, we were talking about this earlier. We'll probably talk more about this in the, in the after show as well, but yeah, <laughs> all my friends on Facebook today are getting notices that they've uh, been exposed to yeah. violent extremist content. Violent. Extremists. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't get that. I didn't get that Neither warning. Did I. So <laughs> Neither did I. I'm, I'm starting I'm to think that maybe I'm it. the violent extremist that they're talking about, and I'm like, dude, yeah. I, I like a father of seven. Please don't fucking swap my house. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, <laughs> like I'm a philosopher. I'm a philosopher who can shoot, but I'm a philosopher. If this thing comes to violence, I will look. I will look at myself on, as a complete failure be, and be, and a failure of reason because. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's just insane. All the all the warning signs are there for us to have gulags right around the corner, and we got to put the brakes on it. and And we want to do it with our words, um, because the 
the uh, consequences of not being able to do it with our words are horrible, True. no matter what happens. Well, you I know, knew it was no coming. Matter, I knew it was coming. Yeah, it, there the consequences of that are horrible. As and soon we as don't John like, Brennan went on the, uh, as soon as John Brennan went on on national television and and lumped the libertarians in with violent extremists, I knew yep. it was coming. I knew it was coming. This this reminds me of I was on the platform committee in 2012, so I I I got on that committee because nobody else wanted it, and I didn't really understand what it was. And uh, the first day. I go, oh, I can just write stuff that I want to be in the Republican Party platform. And then we get to debate it and stuff like that. So that's kind of fun. So I wrote all the stuff about, about uh, you know, I was on the I was on the farming committee. So I wrote a bunch of stuff about raw milk, you know, and all, all the all the stuff. And that was a good time. And then I go, well, tomorrow we're going into the main thing where you can put all anything you want. It's not just to this on any subject. And we're on CNN. And I'm going, holy crap. So my job is to write stuff to make them explain why they are hypocrites on national television. True. So I wrote a couple of different ones against the NDAA, basically saying, you know, that them saying, you know, they're all for the NDAA, saying, oh, it'll never be used against domestic people. And I said, said, speak no more of confidence in men, but find them for mischief with the change of the constitution. <laughs> if you write something and, and the other max justice quote I have is if you're going to give a power to government, you must first imagine that power in the hands of your worst enemy. Yeah. And boy, they didn't like that, nice. <laughs> but it was, it was great. Yeah. So on national television, they had to explain to me why, why, uh, the NDAA was a good thing. You know, I'm going, well, here we are now, you know, uh, we tried to warn you, but it's all getting used against us. Yep, yep, absolutely. Well, man, we're getting we're getting to the end of this thing. Why don't you tell uh, all these wonderful people that are watching, and we'll see this over the next several days, where exactly they can find you, how they can support you, what you need to continue Max Justice, all that good stuff. It's important. Trust me, when, when we're talking about the culture war, it's it's important to have more people that are are adding to the libertarian uh, side of that war than it is to not have those people. So support this man. Where can they find you at, Pat? Cool. Well, I'm Patrick Kirby, 58, spelled K-E-R-B-Y, on, on Twitter. I had a Max Justice account on Twitter, and he got canceled last month. You know, you just fight your way up to get a <laughs> followers, and they just rip it out from under you, and it was a shame. But maxjustice.tv is the website, and there's a um, PayPal uh, thing there where you can uh, donate. I'm going to set up a subscribe star because I had problems with Patreon. Um, so uh, I'll set up that again and kind of redouble my efforts to try to get some funding for Max Justice because uh, work's picking up again and it'd be nice to continue this this series and, uh, and uh, you know, get some, some libertarian culture out there so people can look at the philosophy in a different way than just getting preached at on Twitter or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. Too many- check out check out the Libertarian Party in Nevada, LP Nevada, uh, on on Twitter. They're doing great stuff now, um, and uh, yeah. So uh, I, I'm really excited to see where this is going to go with the Libertarian Party with spokesmen that can really articulate the message. You know, um, Dave Smith on Joe Rogan and everything else he's doing is is huge, man. It, it, it's huge because we've got this. We've got this group of people 
in the in the MAGA, make a, make America great again, which is one step away. All we got to do is say, hey, you know what made America great in the first place? Liberty. So, you know, we've got the, this whole people without a home. I mean, the arch enemies of the Ron Paul people were the neocons and MAGA is coming for the neocons. So I think, you know, we got 75 million people with guns. And in the next couple of years, I think it would be good for us to to get along with those Pat, people. Pat, 75 million is an understatement. Let's be honest here, buddy. Yeah, that is, yeah. that's an under underscore for sure. Yes, uh, yes. But sir, yeah. I appreciate you guys. He's got two seasons on, on YouTube right now. Go find this stuff. Check it out. It's great to watch. Pat, thank you so much for coming on. Stick around. I'm going to see you in a few minutes for the after show. We're going to talk Hawaiian shirts, buddy. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you, Patrick. All right, guys, another awesome show. Man, he's cool as shit. I like, I like Patrick Kirby. He's a lot, you know, I, I, I had been following Max Justice on, on Twitter for a long time, but I never really knew who Patrick Kirby was until recently, and it, it's been really good getting to know the guy. Man, he's awesome. Uh, go support this man. Help him make more uh, episodes, more seasons. You know, Let's start pushing uh, more libertarianism into mainstream culture because that's really what we're going to have to do if we want to win because uh, we you know right now we're not we're not competing with the woke blue pilled media that's for sure uh, but anyways guys check out my sponsors at lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door bring the taste of italy home use btc at checkout guys good coffee check it out seriously drink some make some order it uh toplobster.com the man the myth and the legend where you can get this awesome ron paul for congress shirt that i'm wearing tonight plus a, like a million other designs uh, at toplobster.com. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. You can also, uh, if you become a patron or a subscribe store or, or now uh, join the channel where you get all this great exclusive content uh, and you get into a private Discord server with awesome, there's 75 people, 80 people in there now, uh, and you get Top Lobster gear uh, like two weeks earlier than anybody else gets it at like a... 30% discount. Super deep discount. It's really awesome. Uh, definitely check it out. And of course, my executive producers of the show, anthemplanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. These people are doing a wonderful job that the government sucks at more efficiently and much cheaper. Check out anthemplanning.com today. See what they can do for you or your business or your family. Guys, check out the Patreon, patreon.com backslash break the cycle JS, or the same at Subscribestar, or join the channel here underneath any YouTube video. Uh, if you do this, you guys now have exclusive content after every show. Uh, I am going to put out 10 to 20 minutes extra. We're calling it Couch Dreams After Hours. It's been really, really cool so far. Last night, Jeremy Kaufman was talking about all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, I had Mosh Ture in there talking shit about Nick Sarwark. You guys are missing out on the real juicy stuff. Uh, by not shine, signing up to to watch this stuff, but if you sign up as a channel member here on uh, on YouTube, you also get some special badges, special emojis, uh, and you get to watch the after hours live. If you sign up on Patreon, you get a whole bunch of other swag, but you have to watch the uh, after hours the next morning when I get them uploaded to Patreon or Subscribestar. Guys, I appreciate everything you've done for me and my family by uh, participating in the show, by being a part of the show. I will always consider you my friends. I uh, I want to see you tomorrow night. When I will have another good friend on the show, Buck Johnson from Counterflow. Super stoked to do this. My first ever interview I ever did with Break the Cycle when I was an audio podcast was with Buck. We get along really great. We're going to talk music. We're going to talk liberty. We're going to talk badassery. I will see you then. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain 
through the eggs of my last song they seem to contain A violent call to action in the verse and the frame But I just landed in Minecraft The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse Because I just landed in Minecraft What trigger is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft Doing nothing, I mean, you know it Don't try to get us, get the clothes, you COVID 